Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, villains, and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. This is a pre-recorded podcast that I've done on a transfer link that has since been, I suppose, expounded upon by both Viteri Grimersh and, and, and some people who, who um, report from, from the Portuguese league, but it's to do with Ibrahima Bamba. And uh, as we all know, Aston Villa have signed an agreement um, 46% of the club is now owned by the same owners of Aston Villa Football Club. And at that time, there was talks that Aston Villa were really, really interested in um, this young player, young centre-half, defensive midfielder hybrid that we're going to talk about and we're going to look at in a moment, um, Ibrahim Abamba. Uh, since we w- that initial link came out, the owner of Vitoria de Guimaraes has come out and said that there's nothing concrete in that, that there's no guarantee that he's going to move to Aston Villa. The, that reporting was um, slightly over-exaggerated, uh, essentially, is what he came out and said. Now, I still think Aston Villa hold a an interest in this player because they should hold an interest in this player. This player was is somebody who a lot of clubs in Europe are interested in at the moment, namely Villarreal were interested in him. Over the last year to 18 months now, why would that ring a bell? Oh, yeah. Unai Emery was VRL's manager uh, over the last 18 months prior to moving to Aston Villa. Also, Arsenal have been linked with him as well. There was supposed very, very strong interest in, in a 10 million euro bid, circa around 10 million euros bid for Ibrahim Bamba from Arsenal in the January transfer window, which never transpired. And also, Atalanta 
have been interested have been they've been credited with interest in Ibrahim Bamba as well and that would make sense Bamba is an Italian um he's Italian slash Ivory Coast uh of Ivory Coast descent and um maybe a move back to Italy would be something that might interest him as well but you know, a lot of big teams, a lot of teams that are looking to utilize their scouting networks really well. We know Villarreal scout really well. We know that uh, At- Atlanta scout very, very well. They've managed to turn the tables on a lot of the traditionally big teams in, in Italy. Uh, they've been fighting at the top of the Serie A for quite a few years now. And they've had some really exciting players that have moved on elsewhere. Um and Atlanta obviously utilizing their scouting network to take a look at somebody like Ibrahim Bamba. So when Aston Villa are thrown in the same in the same breath as that, I think it's important, obviously, with any transfer uh, rumor or with any transfer link to Aston Villa is to take it with a grain of salt. Number one, which we will absolutely do in this instance here. I think it probably has more meaning from the fact that we have actually signed an agreement with Victoria de Gomes as well. And that is a, an important thing to take into account. But as the owner has said, nothing is set in stone from an Aston Villa point here. And I think that's fair to say. I think that is very, very fair to say. But let's take a look at this guy anyway, because he is somebody, as I said, that is really interesting to uh, within European football. A lot of people are interested in him. And reason being is because kind of what I've been watching I've watched him a good bit now since the since the original links I, I initially went down through the Vittorio de Gomares team and I tried to pick out two or three players um there's a right back whose name absolutely escapes me right now has uh who I did a small piece on but also Ibrahim Bamba was the one that just jumped off the page because he is their most saleable asset I think at this moment in time um he also the really weird thing about him here is he plays in an incredibly niche role, and I think it's because they haven't really decided where his best position is going to be yet. So he kind of plays, and I hate you. I hate talking about roles like as if they're directly out of FIFA or like they're directly out of Football Manager, but there is a role type called the libero, and. I suppose if you were to take the literal kind of uh, definition of what that role does, this guy fulfills that kind of position. He he, he comes back in he comes back into into a kind of a central uh, center half position in a back back two. So he, he creates that back three by popping into that position, and he's given ample opportunity with, at will to move forward with the ball. Now, he is a centre-half, essentially, who's beginning to grow into that defensive midfielder position. And from watching him, I ultimately feel he's going to end up as a defensive midfielder. I just think that's where he's going to end up. He just looks like it. He has the physical makeup of it. He's, 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 he's a bit too athletic to play a centre-half. And I don't mean that in a derogatory term towards centre-halves, but this guy, the way he moves, looks more akin to a midfielder. It's almost, and I'm not going to say, I'm not going to bring a, a, a parallel between himself and Bubakar Kamara because Bubakar Kamara's passing range is way better than this guy's. This guy doesn't have the passing range of Bubakar Kamara. Maybe he will over time when, he's, when his position is defined. I just haven't seen it. But just like Bubakar Kamara was able to step out of, center, of that centre-half position into what we now see in the defensive midfielder, number six position, and be able to grow 
his game there now that that's his defined position. I think the same thing will happen with Ibrahim Mbamba, albeit he will not be. I do not think he's going to be that deep line playmaker that uh, the person that's able to spray the ball left, right, and center. He's not going to turn into a um a Perlo all of a sudden just because he steps into defensive midfield. That's not really his game. Where his game comes in is he's an all-action type player. He gets an awful lot of tackles in. He's a really, really good tackler. And I think I think that you look when you look at his statistical output, you look at his high tackle rate and and, and it is it's multi-level as well. Um, you know, where he makes the tackles within the field. Uh and, and that's obviously because of his this hybrid niche role that that he plays uh for Vittoria de Gomes. And like he averages one point four nine tackles in the defensive area, one point zero one tackles in the midfield area, and zero point one zero tackles in the attacking area. That may not seem like an awful lot when we're just rattling off numbers, but it consistently puts him up in the high high eighties, low ninety percentile of uh tackles made in those areas for a center half um within the league. Because he's given the opportunity to step out. Now, he also wins 63% of all tackles made, which is a really high number. And if for a defensive midfielder, that's a really that's a really good number to have as well. And we're going to take a look at him as well, how he fares against our centre-halves, how he fares against our, our central midfielders as well in a moment. Because when we start talking about where his percentile is within the top five leagues in Europe, or even in this instance here, the percentile that FB Ref give us within the next eight leagues, that's all well and good to say, oh, he's in the top 90% or whatever. But where does he line up against the guys we currently have already? And that's going to be something interesting to see because he does some, some good things and he does other things that our, our defenders, our centre-halves, um, do, do much better than him. So we're going to take a look at that in a moment as well. But he's, he's able, like, when you see him... He's got a he's got very very good timing of his tackle. He seems to think, he seems an actually really calm player. Um, I'm really trying to stay away from the Patrick Vieira um comparison here for obvious reasons because he's not going to be as good as Patrick Vieira. I don't think he's going to be like he's not going to be as good as Patrick Vieira, and he doesn't have the passing range that Patrick Patrick Vieira had. But and and also it's almost stereotypical to immediately go to that type of of uh, comparison when you see a big, tall, all action, athletic, um, defensive midfielder. It's it's too easy to go there. Um, but what I will say, I will I will liken it to is Patrick Vieira was pretty calm. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. In situations, now obviously he was a fiery character when... when 
someone started to throw hands, he was in there. You know, he was definitely in there. He was combative from that point of view, but he was calm. Like he never, he never lost his head in a situation. And and and, and you can see this in with Ibrahim Abamba, who doesn't lose his head in situations. He doesn't have any rash challenges. It's measured tackling. It's timing tackles. And and, and that's that's something that's jumped off the page when I was watching him in my scout. And 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 it does, as I say, it's 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 all too apparent, I suppose, really that. Uh, the, obviously, you have to take into account the level of opposition that he's playing against as well. But he does look like he's able to calm down situations there, and also playing in this role that he plays by moving out of the the back two or the 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 two centre halves. And and they don't play a back five, which is the thing. So he goes in there to create that buffer zone, and then he moves out of that buffer zone with the ball essentially. Now, he doesn't progress the ball very well, which isn't surprising when you look at what he does. It's not surprising. So, as I said, he's not going to play that 35-yard raking pass. He's not going to play a 1-2 with somebody, beat midfield press, and then move onwards. He's press-resistant when he has when he, when he receives the ball. He seems to be press-resistant, albeit, once again, I do call into question some of the level of, um, of opposition he's played against. But when people put pressure on him, he can get turned and he can lay the ball off. Uh, he's not going to be a very progressive player, and I think that, as I say, that that is that is fair to say. Um, when if you were to take any look at his um, at, at his uh, at his games as well, so let's take a little look at some of his uh, statistics as I've popped them up here on the screen. So as I mentioned, I wanted to look at him from a centre half's point of view and from also from a defensive midfielder point of view. The big thing we can see here with this guy, first and foremost, for me, is looking at his heat map there. It's very much played in the in his own half of the field. We can see there the action areas. Like he is all action. You want that midfield anchor to to anchor to uh, shield in front of that defensive unit. This guy is just he is that shield, and he's very good at it. He's very good at it playing at the level that he's playing at. And when we look at him here in comparison to Bubakar Kamara, and we look at him here in comparison to Douglas Louise, Douglas Louise being the darker red, Bubakar Kamara being the uh, the pinkish line there, and I hope you guys can see it. What we can see here is that Ibrahim Abamba puts in a similar amount of tackles to Bubakar Kamara, um, has a similar amount of interceptions, similar amount of recoveries, similar amount of uh, dribble success rate, albeit maybe about three or four percentage points lower. Now, where we really see the drop-off from this guy, and as I mentioned, he's not a very progressive player. He does not create scoring chances, but that's fine. Not everybody in your team has to do that. He's not very good at progressive passes. He comes in at the same rating as, as Douglas Louise in a pass completion percentage, which is, uh, where is it there? 83.2, nothing to be sniffed at, right in the middle of the park, right in the middle of, of the ballpark. And he doesn't make an awful lot of passing attempts. So this guy isn't going to be trusted to be able to be that workhorse, but he's going to win the ball back in midfield and allow other players to flourish. I'm not too sure we have that player on our team at the moment. Potentially, you might call it Leander Dundonker, this, this player. I just don't know if he's, he's... He doesn't seem to me to be anywhere near as athletic as this guy. Obviously, this guy has uh, Ibrahim Abamba has a lot of youth in his side. He's only 20, going on 21. I'm really enthused by, by some of the numbers that you see here. And look, as I say, I know this uh, level of competition needs to be taken into account, but also, you know, you still have to make those tackles. And that is important as well. And as we can see here, he does favor tackling over progression of the ball. But let's see how he looks with regards to the center-half position. 
So let's take a look at him here. We are we have uh, Callum Chambers um, in the red, uh, Ezra Kanza in the white, and Tyrone Mings in that pinkish color there as well. Obviously, as I mentioned previously, this guy is the, has the um, has made more tackles. He's going to make more tackles than a lot of centre halves because centre halves usually jockey people into position and they make blocks more so than tackles. Um, uh, but we can see here he's made a lot of tackles based on the role that he was in. Uh, Interceptions-wise, we can see here Tyrone Mings intercepted more passes than him. Uh, he has way more recoveries than anybody else here. I do want to mention as well here that with regards to Callum Chambers, it looks like Callum Chambers is having a spark, has been absolutely sparkling. Very small sample set for him, and we've mentioned before that we don't want to include small, that, that smaller sample set as much, but it's important to be transparent and to show it up here as well. So that's why I've shown it in, in this graph, graph here. here. Uh, what we can see from Ibrahim Bamba as well is his aerial jewel percentage is much lower than somebody like a Tyrone Mings or... Um, or a, uh, a Callum Chambers. And what this also, what this graph also shows me as well here is that, and it's not unapparent on the field, is that Ezra Konza is not tasked an awful lot with going up for the ball. It is a Tyrone Mings job. But still, when he does go up for the ball, he only wins about 50% of his of his aerial jewels or 50, 55, 56% of his aerial jewels, which is something that, that uh, Bamba does as well. And this is one of the reasons why it leads me to believe, but leads me to believe he's going to move into midfield a small a bit more. So looking at how he stacks up against both our centre-halves and our defensive midfielders, I can understand why there's intrigue uh, shown towards this guy. Um, the fact that we do have a deal with with Vittorio de Gomes is also interesting to me as well. I wonder if a bid goes in for him. I wonder if it's just conjecture on on uh, the media's point part, media's part or point of view. But I do honestly believe that this guy is going to go somewhere. He's going to have a very very decent career. He's he's highly thought of. As I said, there's a lot of clubs been looking at him. Um, and if Aston Villa were to bring this were to bring this guy in, and he was to learn within the within the Premier League structures that Aston Villa have have now created, I think he could be a good fit for the Premier League based on his profile, based on his athletic profile. But one big thing is he is going to have to progress the ball a small bit more. But that isn't something the player that is something the players can learn. It can be taught to players. Yes, they may not be brilliant at it. Um, he's only twenty years of age. And I think, realistically speaking, he's beginning to move from that centre-half role, as I mentioned, into that midfielder role. And I think that's where he's going to end up. And when he is in that midfielder role, he will be tasked with having more passing attempts and um, having more progression within his passes as well. Because when you look at him here, in comparison to, to Mings or to Chambers, he has a re the, the same relative amount of progressive passes as those guys. And that's important, I think, to... Um, uh, to 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 show here as well, he's in and around the same um, the same level of progressive passes as does as a centre half. But when he moves into midfield, he will be expected to do an awful lot more with the ball because he'll have an awful lot more opportunities to do that with the ball as well. So that's Ibrahim Abamba. Will he sign for Aston Villa? Who knows? But it's an interesting piece. I wanted to take a look at him. I would implore you all to do uh, your own looking up of him and to um, you know to do your own scouting of him as well. I like him. I can understand why the club will be interested in him as well. If he is somebody that they bring in, uh, I will look at his uh, at his career arc and his level within Aston Villa with great um, enthusiasm and see where uh, where he can go within the club. Um, and yeah, we're only a short few months, about three months away now from the from the um, 
the transfer window opening again. So all these names are going to ratchet up once more. Aston Villa are doing the work behind the behind the scenes. And as I say, the links with Vittorio de Gomes already and the fact that Ibrahim Bamba is there too. I know that this, this guy will be linked again a couple more times before the transfer window starts. So thanks so much, everybody, for watching. Thanks a million for listening as well, if you're listening to the, to the um, audio podcast. If you like what you see, please subscribe. Please hit the thumbs up below on this as well. It costs you nothing to subscribe. Uh, we would love to get our subscribers' numbers up so we can do more of these co- this content for you. But until the next time, everybody, I want you all to stay safe, stay healthy, and all that's left to say is up the villa. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.